Hello and welcome to livealittlehigher.com. This week we read the last parasha of the book of Bereshit. We, we read parasha Vayehi and he lived and it's actually Yaakov has been uh, dwelling in the land of Goshen in Mitzrayim in Egypt for 17 years. Has been the happiest years of his life in which he's finally enjoying his family and enjoying his life. And um, the time comes where he has to, to leave this world and he gathers his sons and he starts giving them blessings and rebuking them and giving them their, their, their purpose in life and he's dividing the tribes and he's telling them for what each one of them is, is good at and what is expected of them and how they should conduct themselves in their lives. Uh, Reuben was his firstborn son and as we know Reuben uh, he, he had the blessings of being the firstborn son he was a Bahor and, um, and he would have been also the, the, he would have also gained the Kehuna which is the, um, which is the, the, the priesthood and also he would have gained the Malhut, which is the kingship of Israel. He, he was supposed to be the firstborn, the high priest, and the king of Israel. Um, the, the, the Shem Mishmuel, he explains that uh, because of an error that he committed in his life, all this was taken away from him. And so Jacob begins his blessings of the 12 sons by focusing on his firstborn son, Reuben, the son of him and Leah. And he criticizes him for his past errors and indicates that his hasty actions, he was impetuous like water, eh, was what took away these blessings from him. And it says in Bereshit, Reuben, you are my firstborn, born my power and the first of my strength, the epitome of nobility and the epitome of might, unstable as water. You don't have the excellency for your ascent ascended your father's bed, then profaned, he ascended my couch. So what was it that, that Reuben did that was so bad that angered his father and changed his, his, the whole future of the Jewish people? Uh, what was this action that he committed that was so bad? So when, when Rahel passed away, uh, Yaakov's beloved wife, passed away, uh, Reuben saw that Yaakov had put his bed in the tent of Bilhah, who was the maidservant of Rahel. And he was very upset because he hadn't put the bed in his mother's tent, who was Leah, who was his first wife. And he considered like this was a dishonor to his mother. And he got very angry and very upset. And what he did was that he changed the bed of his father. He moved it from the tent of Bilhah to the tent of, of Leah. And because of that, because of this action that he did, uh, Reuben lost these three gifts that were meant to be for him. He lost the Behora, the firstborn, the privileges of being the firstborn. He lost the Kehuna, which is the priesthood. And then he lost the Malhut, which is the kingship. And these are the various points referred to Yaakov 
to in Yaakov's message to this, this son who was his firstborn. So the Maharal of Prague explains that the firstborn in some, in some way the cause, uh, uh, in, is in some way the cause of the other children uh, in a family. So he explains that mystically that the Bahor is a kind of middleman between the father and the other children. The Alter Rebbe explains that the father is the, um, is the intellect, the children uh, are, the, the father is the chokhmah, the wisdom, the mother is the understanding, and the children uh, represent the emotions. So the, the firstborn of a, of a family, according to the Maharal, he says that is a, is a middleman between the father and the other children, enabling the father to pass all of his intellectual powers and abilities to his other children. And so the kehuna is also a type of, of union, of, of, of conjunction. The kehuna, which is the priesthood, is an expression of das. Das is uh, understanding, it is uh, knowledge, I'm sorry. So we have three intellectual cap capabilities, three ca intellectual faculties, which are hokma, bina, and das. So hokma is wisdom, Bina is understanding and Das is knowledge. And this is the way in which our intellect functions. This is the way that it processes information. So he, we see here that uh, Malachi, in Malachi it says, for the lips of the Kohen will guard Das, will guard the, the knowledge, and they will seek Torah from his mouth, for he's an agent of, agent of the God of hosts. So Das, Thus, knowledge is a means of joining the intellect to the emotions. You know, we have the, the intellectual faculties are in the head, the emotions are in the heart, and the, the neck is really what is the bridge between the intellect and the emotions. That's why the intellect, the head is on top of the emotions, is on top of the, of the heart, because we have to be people that are able to control our emotions. We have to be master of our emotions. We, we need to feel. Obviously feeling is something very important, but intellectually we have to know what is a, a proper feeling and what is not a proper feeling. And this is what the intellect is able to do. So thus is a means of joining the intellect to the emotions, connecting the spiritual and physical components of man, Malhut, which is kingship, is also an expression of conjunction, also it's a union. The king is a person that has to unify the Jewish people. He has to unify the, the, the nation, which is a diverse nation. He has all these types of people into one cohesive people. This is the job of a king. And the, in the verse of Shmuel, it describes the king as the one who will reign over my people. And then the words here translated as rain, which, mean, which is yatsor, it actually means to store up. And Rashi understands that this refers to the king's ability to unify the people and prevent them from being diverse, being a faction, a separate. And so it says here, factionalizing. So the common factor between these three gifts, between the gift of being the Bahor, the firstborn, of having the Kehuna, the priesthood, and having the Malhut, the kingship, is that all these three gifts are, uh, are in a way 
the, the, the way in which you unify, you unify a people, you bring things together, you bring the unity of Hashem into the world. And so the failure of Reuben was that he intended, um, he, he intended to change his father's ways. He, it was not what he was supposed to do. A son should never go over what the parents want to do. And so he became angry. And anger is a very bad mida, is a very bad character trait. And that he became angry was the reason why he lost all these three gifts. So, so anger, anger we know, and dissent, this unifying, cause this harmony and this unity. And this is, of, 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 of course, precisely the opposite of the aim of the gifts of Reuben. So anger was something that was completely antagonistic to his gifts. It was completely the other opposing, uh, uh, it was in the other opposing corner of the spectrum. Because uh, a person that, has, that, that cannot control his emotions, that cannot control his anger, is a person that is divisive and it's not unifying people and it's, it, I, I, he needs to be right and he's going to always be uh, uh, fighting for his rights and what he thinks and it, that for him that's more important than shalom, than to have peace, than to have unity, than to have people together. So Reuben displayed anger and that is the characteristic of this unity and he revealed himself to be an unsuitable recipient of the Malhut, the Kehuna, and the Behora. So in, 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 incidentally, this helps us to explain the following Gemara. There's a Gemara in which Resh Lakish said, if a person becomes angry with a Torah scholar, and he's a wise man, his wisdom departs from him. If he is a prophet, his prophecy will depart from him. So uh, this is in Pesachim. So our wisdom is an expression of our connection to Hashem. People are not wise because they're so intelligent and they're so wise and they're so knowledgeable. You know, you can have people that are very intelligent and they have read every book in the world and they have learned every class in the, in the internet and they're very knowledgeable and everything, but it doesn't mean that they're wise people. To be able to be wise, you need to have a connection with Hashem. So although these gifts were taken from Reuben, they were distributed to, to other famous individuals. So we, as we know, the Behora, the firstborn, went to Joseph. Joseph was the firstborn from uh, Rahel. And the Kehuna went to Aharon, the, the priesthood. He became the, the Kohen Gadol, and this, he came from the, from the tribe of Levi. And the Malchus, the kingship came from Yehuda. Uh, it, it was given to King David. So we should be able to detect the merit in which each of these people received one of Reuben's confiscated gifts. The prophet describes the archetypal Kohen uh, in Malahi. He says, the Kohen is a person with peace and uprightness. He walked with me and turned out many away from sin. So we know that Arutaha Kohen was a man of peace. He was a person that never had a fight with nobody. He never got into an argument with anybody. He was a person that would make people, if they were fighting, he would go to one of them and he would say, oh, you know, your friend, he's so sad 
because you don't talk to him and he misses you and then he would go to the other guy and he would say you know your friend he told me he's very sick because he can't keep up with your fight that he loves you he misses you and so once these two people would meet they would embrace each other they would give each other a kiss and that was the end of the fight uh, also with husbands and wives he would always be bringing peace amongst them it says that when he passed away people really mourned his death because he was a peacemaker he was someone that brought shalom into the into the place and so indeed the Ramban indicates that he never once angered in his whole life Aaron never got angry in his whole life and actually in the special uh, prayers for rain that we say in the in the holiday of Shemini Atzeret it is mentioned that Aaron remained aloof from the people who were unstable as water. This is in the Maxor, in Tefilas Keshem. So because of him, they merited water. So note that Aaron was unlike the people who were unstable. This is the identical phrase as that used to describe Reuben's impetuousness, that he was unstable, unstable like water. So Joseph's role was, has been described elsewhere. He was a paradigm tzaddik. He was, uh, they, they call him Yosef HaTzaddik. It's the only tzaddik in the Torah that is called HaTzaddik. Not even Moshe Rabbeinu, not Abraham, not Isaac, not nobody. Only Yosef HaTzaddik. Because, uh, because he was able to contain his sexual desires. He was able to contain himself and, and not do something that was not proper in the eyes of Hashem. And, and that took a lot of strength. So he had the power to sustain not just himself, but also his family. And as such was a channel between the physical world and the heavenly outpouring of goodness. Because of this, he was merited to become the viceroy of Egypt, the king of Egypt. And he was able to save not only his family, but basically uh, all the land around Egypt, everywhere where there was famine, he saved uh, people from dying of hunger. And his whole role in life was to be connective. He was a connective force between the higher and the lower worlds and to prevent disunity. He was also a person of unity. He was not a, a person that brought disunity. He also never became angry. We see in the parashas that we read before, he never became angry. You never see him angry. He's always happy. He's always helping people. He never felt abused or, or mistreated. You don't see it in the, in the Torah. It doesn't show it to you. And, and when he meets his brothers, he tells them, I'm here because Hashem wanted me here. I'm not angry at you. I, this was something that was meant to happen. So, so he never became angry. And finally, David Hamelech, King David, the famous King David, he was characterized by self-effacement and he described himself as a worm and not a man. The derision of man and reviled by the people. This is in Tehillim. He always saw himself very low. He saw himself humble. He never became arrogant. He never became haughty. There's also a story of King David in which a person starts screaming at him in front of everybody and he's humiliating him in front of everybody and, and uh, the guard that's with him, he tells him, you know what, we should kill this guy, put him to death. He's, he's, he's uh, dishonoring the king of Israel. He cannot speak like that to the king. And he said, no, let him, let him. If he's speaking like that, it's because I have to hear him. Hashem is sending a message through him. 
and that kept him humble. But he never became angry. So someone who realizes how, how, how lowly his position is vis-a-vis -vis God, like if you, if you measure yourself with God, you're going to feel like a little, little tiny, I don't know, not even a dust, a peck of dust, not even a worm. You're going to feel so small. And so when you feel that you're like this, in comparison to Hashem, you're never going to be angry. And that is, he feels that he should be able to direct what will occur, but not causing him frustration and anger. But if one realizes that one's powers are limited and that one is really small and insignificant in comparison to Hashem and his world, thus when things go wrong, one will feel no anger. Hazal, our sages tell us about David, they say in Pesachim, Rabbi Moni Bar Patish said, anyone who angers, even if it is determined that he should receive greatness from heaven, will be removed from his position. So anger is something really horrendous, it's a very bad character trait. If, 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 if you are easy to be angered, just take that anger and put it somewhere else, put it in a productive place. It's good to open the fridge and take a good cold glass of water when you start getting haughty and, and, and everything's going up into your face. Open the fridge, keep quiet, drink a good cold, cold, cold glass of water, go for a walk, breathe, and let it come down and don't become angry because angry takes a person out of the world and it's compared to idol worship because you're giving strength to something that is not God you're giving strength to something else so in fact when they love David's eldest brother became angry because the prophet Shmuel had chose David as the king and not him we see that David is a man of peace and self-effacement as the ideal replacement for Reuben as king of Israel. He never became angry. And we now appreciate uh, just what Reuben could have become. Imagine this Reuben, he was born with these three gifts. He had such a potential of, a, of a, inside of him. He could have been the firstborn, he could have been the, the Cohen, he could have been the, the king. He had all these encapsulated within himself, but because he couldn't manage uh, his anger, he had no anger management, he couldn't work on that and, 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 and get rid of that, uh, all this was taken away from him. It had to be given to three different people. So I wish you a blessed week. We're coming to, to the end of the year, of the fiscal year 2020. I really hope from the bottom of my heart that these classes got you through it, that in a certain way they were able to uplift you and strengthen you and, and, and maintain you uh, focused and with the right perspective in life. If, if I was able to do that for you, I, I, I'm the happiest person on earth. And, um, and as the parasha says, at the end of, a, when we read the end of a book of the Torah, we say, Hasek, be strong, be strong, and may we be strengthened. I wish, I bless you that Hashem should give you a beautiful new 2021, new fiscal year, in good health, with joy, with abundance, with prosperity, with spiritual growth. And that, uh, and that we keep growing and live higher. So remember, live a little higher. Thank you.